Hi, I'm Parker Porosky, and today I will be talking about love. When do we first feel love? The first type of love we usually feel is familial love, and some might say that this is the most everlasting type of love, that the blood shared between families somehow sustains this love for the longest. Then after that, when we start school, we meet our first friend, and sometimes if you're lucky, those friendships can last years, and we feel love for our friends. And many people will also go on to feel romantic love, which some could consider the most powerful type of love. Because in this type of love, you care about someone so much that you put them first and would drop anything to help them in a heartbeat. The book The Little Prince analyzes many different types of love. And what's so miraculous about this book is that it also shows the dark sides of love. One of the greatest examples that The Little Prince covers is the story of him and the rose. When the rose shows up on the little prince's planet, she immediately engages with the little prince. And while many of these interactions seem to start positive, there's always a negative undertone weaved in. On page 20, it's written, Embarrassed over having let herself be caught on the verge of such a naive untruth, she coughed two or three times in order to put the little prince in the wrong. The rose does this constantly. She coughs or makes a little sound when she wants the little prince to feel bad and it almost becomes a reaction that when she coughs or when she makes that sound, the little prince immediately starts to feel that heaviness that I've done something wrong, that something is wrong with me. The little prince, while he loves the rose, is constantly made to feel like he's wrong, like he's stupid by the rose herself. And this is such a difficult concept to understand because how can you love someone so much even though they've been so horrible to you? On page 21, it says, So the little prince, in spite of all the good will that was inseparable from his love, had soon come to doubt her. He had taken seriously her words, which were without importance, and it made him feel very unhappy. I ought not to have listened to her, he confided to me one day. One never ought to listen to the flowers. One should simply look at them and breathe their fragrance. Mine perfumed all my planet, but I did not know how to take pleasures in all her grace. This tale of claws which disturbed me so much should have only filled my heart with tenderness and pity. And he continued his confidences. The fact is that I did not know how to understand anything. I ought to have judged by deeds and not by words. She cast her fragrance and radiance over me. I ought never to have run away from her. I ought to have guessed all of the affection that lay behind her poor little stratagems. Flowers are so inconsistent, but I was too young to know how to love her. The little prince is made to feel inadequate, and even once he realizes how poorly the rose has treated him, he still thinks it's his fault. He still blames himself. It's his fault that he was too young to know how to love her. And this is where love can become a really dangerous thing, because you, it, when you love someone, you care about them so deeply, and you have these complex and complicated feelings for them, which makes it really hard when someone you love does something horrible to you or says something horrible or makes you feel horrible because you are so caught up in those other warm fuzzy feelings that often you can't see the negative things creeping up. Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice similarly grapples with a complicated relationship, that of Elizabeth and Darcy's. There's a will they won't they aspect of these characters throughout the entire novel. They go from absolutely hating each other one day to a proposal the next day. I think the complexity of the relationship is best illustrated when Lizzie rejects Darcy's first proposal. In chapter 34, it says, You're mistaken, Mr. Darcy. 
The mode of your declaration merely spared me any concern I might have felt in refusing you had you behaved in a more gentlemanlike manner. You could not have made me the offer of your hand in any possible way that would have tempted me to accept it. From the very beginning, your manners impressed me with the fullest belief of your arrogance, your conceit, and your selfish disdain for the feeling of others. I had known you a month before I felt you were the last man in the world whom I could ever marry. Earlier in that very same conversation, they had said that they loved and cared about each other. But Lizzie listens to Darcy speak poorly of social status and her family, and she rejects his proposal. The relationship, which is widely regarded as one of the most romantic love stories, is extremely toxic at some points. We as the reader are supposed to dislike Mr. Darcy and have a disdain for him, but we're also supposed to see him grow as a character and watch him get over his pride and his prejudice in order to show Lizzie how much he loves her. Love and the feelings that surround it are some of the most complex feelings that exist. I asked teenagers, people whose opinions are often overlooked when it comes to love, how do they define love and does it contribute to their identity? One person said, romantic love is not to be confused with any close relationship to another person. Romantic relationships focus on the physical, emotional parts of the relationship and usually reach a peak before becoming less and less connected. A relationship requires more than romance to sustain itself. Familial relationships are interesting because we don't choose them. They can be at best a strong support system that help you grow and succeed, or at worst, a toxic environment that holds you back. And friendship is probably the most important type of love. We all need friends, and no other, and, and no other types of relationship can replace the importance of friendship. Successful romantic relationships need to be accompanied by a strong friendship. And I think this is a, a particularly agreeable response. I was moved by the poetic responses that some people made. Some people decide, describe romantic relationships as fleeting or said, I feel love wrap around my fingers when I least expect it, but I'm left shockingly empty when I anticipate satisfaction. If love is a measure of how one would be affected by someone else's absence, then it is not rampant and widespread. And one particular response said, familial love is the first thing that people will ever experience. This experience can affect the rest of their life. Familial love has the feeling of nostalgia, heartbreak, guilt, and eternal. Familial love is a lot trickier to experience and navigate depending on how one was brought up. One's experience with familial love can affect how they go about love and friendships as well as romance. Familial love is one of the most fragile yet durable thing ever due to responsibility and the deep-rooted primal emotions people have. To me, familial love holds many different types of emotions, ranging from good to bad. When around my immediate family, most of the emotions are luckily good, but other times they're not. Around extended family, it feels as though I'm on display for my parents to go, this is my child, and here are her accomplishments. Also, though, isn't she beautiful? For my extended family, my worth has often been defined by my looks, or whether or not I was in relationship, and why I should or shouldn't be, and it has quite the effect on someone. Those responses were all well varied. Many people shared similar beliefs on what each type of love meant, but they all had their own way of explaining it. One area where everyone was in agreement was that if love defines us. The unanimous answer is yes. We as humans are defined by love, who we love and who loves us. One response said, completely. Love is the most influential thing in people's lives. Out of everyone, people are most likely to listen to their loved ones, whether it be a romantic partner, a friend, or a family member. Love is what keeps up a society and keeps it more humane. Love for nature, animals, art, architecture, history, language, people, and whatever else you can think of. 
Love is the most, is, is the moral compass for all of humanity. And without it, we'd all be lost or dead. And another one was, our love is what defines us as people. The things or people we love are going to drive everything we do in life. As humans, we don't have a survival mindset, but instead choose to live life with everything it has to offer and to exercise our free will and desire to choose our own paths. Love controls who we trust, how we feel for the day, and even what we get to choose, our, choose to spend our energy on. Without love, we would have no identity. Humans are complex creatures. We are riddled with thousands of feelings, emotions, and ideas, and feelings and emotions about those ideas. However, there is one area of life that it would seem that the majority of people can agree on. Love defines who we are. It doesn't have to be the romantic type or the familial type, but the love we feel for people, things, ideas, and the love others feel for us defines us as people, and it gives us a driving factor to work towards, to love and to be loved.